0: Hi guys, it's Carrie from Dispatches from the Frat House. Long time no talk. It has been a really, really long time. I have not forgotten about this. I haven't forgotten about any of you. Um and the YouTube videos have also kind of gone by the wayside for a little while here. I haven't forgotten. I was talking to my friend Grace last night and I told her, you know, family has to come first and things just kinda got to a point where I had to give my permission give myself permission to kind of set a few things aside for a little while. Um, We had a death in the family, and then we had another family member have some very serious health problems. Um, None of that like immediate, immediate family, but you know, close enough, it kind of rocked our worlds a little bit. So we're slowly but surely getting back on the horse, so to speak, Um, and I just wanted to say hi and let everybody know I'm still alive, I'm still breathing, I'm still here and uh, check in with you guys and see what you're doing. Uh, One thing that's been on my mind a lot is, um, I guess something I would call, in my brain at least lately, deep planning. Um, I've noticed in the last couple of months with everything that's gone on here, I have really truly been using the planner. I have put everything back into one planner for now rather than having kind of one on my desk that stays at home and a smaller one that goes everywhere with me. Um, We had so many things going on with so many, you know, different places, different times and hockey season starting again for Mike and a little bit of travel for me and, you know, just all the family stuff. And um, one of the kids has some health issues that have become, you know, they've come to the point that this was the year we kind of had to decide to homeschool him. So i got kids at home during the day now and you know that stuff to keep up on and make sure it's organized and it's just I needed everything in one place and I noticed I was kind of flipping through my planner planning the week the other night and I realized that for the last handful of months I have really truly been living in my planner it has gone to a level of what what in like I said in my brain I call deep planning really living in and through that planner. Um, it's my surrogate brain it always has been i've called my planner my surrogate brain for honestly probably about 20 years now and that definitely has not changed so i'm wondering what for you guys constitutes deep planning um i want to explore this further i've been kind of jotting things down as they pop into my head here and there and um, but I'd like to hear what you guys think if when you hear the phrase, you know, deep planning, kind of like deep cleaning, you know, which I hate to do, <laughs> but must be done. Um, but what about you all? How have you been? What is going on with you? How are things? I hope everybody's well. And um, just kind of think on that for me and call in, send me a message. Um, you can message me on Instagram or through the website, uh, kerryharling.com. And let me know, what do you think about deep planning? So, hi guys, it's Carrie again. Back to talk a little more about this idea of deep planning. Um, I'm hoping there's not too much background noise. I am kind of hiding behind the bedroom door while Liam is sitting on the other side. <laughs> um, but I really, I've been doing kind of a lot of like writing down be thinking through like, what is it that, what do I mean by deep planning? I know it's just this phrase that maybe doesn't seem like it It means, you know, I would think it would mean different things to different people. Um, I, for me that, like I said in the last segment, that deep planning is like really living through my planner. My planner is a tool. My planner works for me. Um, if it's not working for me, it's not doing its job (laughs) And, and I need it. It's my surrogate brain. So what, what it makes me think of when I get that feeling of, of like, this is all clicking, this is all working is the idea of flow. Um, and you know, psychologists and neurologists and many people have, have looked at this concept of flow in, um, in like your work or while you're creating, it's this. It's that feeling where everything else around you just kind of fades and you are completely in tune with what you are doing. And I know if I can get to that, like when I'm writing or when I'm coding or when I'm planning... I am completely focused on what I am doing, and I'll freely admit it does not happen very often. I live a life of interruptions. (laughs) If any of you have watched any of my YouTube videos before, uh, you know I talk about the beauty of stolen moments. That's when I get a lot of things done, is just in little tiny pieces of time, because sometimes that's all I get, is little tiny pieces of time. So I don't get to hit that state of flow too often. Um, unless I stay up very, very, very late at night after everybody is asleep. So nobody's awake to interrupt me with the mom chorus as they are wont to do, (laughs) which is fine. Um, but I know when I, I, the only way I can hit that state of flow in planning is if I have things set up in the planner in such a way that they're conducive to it. And as I go through my days, if I maintain that workflow or that system in my planner, then being able to hit that state of flow while I'm using the planner or working in the planner is it's a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to to maintain that state of flow when I have this groundwork already set. And <clears throat> pardon me, the groundwork for me is I you guys if you've seen any of my videos like I said I I have a pretty steady system set up all the you know what I keep in my planner regardless of which planner I happen to be in at the time it's all pretty much the same in every size in whether it's a traveler's notebook style planner or a ring style planner or a coil bound planner or whatever want you know my brain happens to want at the time the The setup is basically the same. You know, I have my forward planning and my months and, you know, schedule reference stuff like Mike's hockey schedule and the kids' school schedules and whatnot, um, clinic stuff, and then, you know, my weeks and my days and projects and reference and notes. That, after many, many, many years <laughs> of using planners, that seems to be what I come back to. So I have... A system that is set that I maintain across all the planners, regardless of what I'm using, that stays the same because I know it works for me. It's been tried and tested and it's true, so it works for me. Um, The other thing I have to do is just write things down. And I know it sounds so simple, but writing things down, the physical act of writing things down activates the reticular activating system in your brain. And it is a scientifically proven fact that when you physically write things down, it triggers that part of your brain to make that thing. First of all, you don't carry it around anymore. If it's a task or something, you have to remember. You don't carry it around anymore in your brain. Your brain is for thinking, not for storage. So, But it, it not only does it get it out of your head so you're not just carrying it around, wasting energy, trying to not forget it, but it also puts it in a different mode of thinking in your brain. So just the simple act of writing things down is huge to me for deep planning.
1: Hey Carrie, it's Jen here from Boss Babe Philosophy. I just came across this station and I really love the segment about um, deep planning. And yeah, I so agree. Like that, I know what you talk about when you're saying that flow feeling. I had it a little bit yesterday actually, and again, it's not something that happens too often. But I find definitely as well like I'm. I thought I'd give my two cents on planning because I'm like it's not something that's come natural to me. Like I've really had to like work at this because my you know like natural strengths are much more kind of being creative but chaotic. Uh, But I know how important, you know, like, again, I can't get to my best productivity if I'm not, you know, if it's not kind of no structure to it. And I found for me like a really good combination has been kind of like working with Asana and kind of, you know, like kind of online tools that help you organize and that like the great thing in you know Google Docs and stuff because they sync across everywhere. So I don't have to remember like, you know, the 10 million different pieces of papers I've written on. But then plus that also using a piece of paper and writing things down, because like you said, writing things down definitely has its own kind of, you know, real benefit.
0: Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for calling in. I think that is one of my favorite things about Anchor is the call-ins. I love being able to kind of chat back and forth with everybody, um, you know, in an audio format. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. The, we've been inherited or adopted by a stray cat, and she just pushed the door open and kind of scared me. Um, so I love that you mentioned there were two things that you mentioned that really... Uh, struck me first of all knowing how your mind works you know like you said you you know that your strengths are definitely to be you know more creative um you know like you said more chaotic like more free which I love I have always been a super like linear thinker a super linear um really like logical you know and that can be really confining i i kind of had to do the opposite of you and learn to kind of force my brain to open up a little bit um and and to kind of claim that idea of creative openness and creative freedom Um, so I kind of had to do the opposite of you, but that really helped. Like you said, when, when you realized you had to have a little bit of structure, I realized the same on the kind of other end of the spectrum as I, I had to learn that I had to have, um, especially like writing wise, creative wise, I always wanted to have this, this plan. I had to have this firm outline and I had, I don't know if that was like, you know, ingraded into my brain, you know, in, in public school, maybe. But, but I had to learn that, especially when I'm writing, it's okay to just sit down and just write whatever happens to fall out of my head at the time. So I, I really love that. I also love that you talked about this combination of both uh, digital and online tools and paper. I love that. That is so, we're really blessed where, you know, the, the time we live in, we have so many tools available to us that were not available to us you know 20 years ago and being able to incorporate those tools into your workflow I think can um my brain is not working today it's terrible (laughs) being able to incorporate those online tools can really complement a a very creative way of thinking because like you said everything syncs like google docs and um You know, Asana, being able to sync things across platforms so that when you are, you know, when your brain is pinging out all these ideas at you, that you're able to capture them quickly and get them out of your head. Um, And I definitely do that. I will, if if my phone is the only thing available to me and something will pop in my head, I will stop in the middle of the grocery store, pull the grocery cart over so it's out of the way. And I will type it into my phone with a reminder on it so I don't forget that idea or that concept or that thought or whatever it is I'm I am very very known for pulling the grocery card over (laughs) and typing things into my phone I have to put a reminder on them so that I remember that I typed them in there but then when I'm someplace where I can commit them to paper and kind of think them through um, then I definitely do commit them to paper like you said you you know you see the benefit of both digital and paper Um, that physical act of writing things down has always been super super necessary for the way my brain works so i i fully applaud your use of both you know it's those tools are there to be used and we can really complement our natural way of being productive by incorporating online tools and paper tools in what our way works for us that's the great thing about planning things out is we are all gloriously, wonderfully different. And we have so many tools available to us today that I think it would be really hard to not be able to find a way to combine these tools in a way that complements your natural way of creating. Thank you so much, Jen. Hi, everyone. It's Carrie from Dispatches from the Frat House. How is everyone doing? I hope you are all well. Um, it's pretty warm and windy here today, which is weird. It's January in northern Illinois. <laughs> it feels a little spring-like outside. I wanted to talk to you just briefly today about kind of the last little thing, last little part of um, my thinking on deep planning. Now, if you've missed any of the other segments, I apologize. I'm still getting used to how Anchor works. Uh, I want to put all those together into one podcast episode and get it posted. If I cannot compile the previous segments into one podcast episode, I'll just re-record all of them myself. It will not take long at all and post it that way. So if you've missed any of the prior segments, no worries. I will get you all caught up um my my last thoughts for now at least on this idea of deep planning um are in regards to what i call the first 4 minutes there was a study done quite a while ago now um about the first 15 minutes of time that you spend with your significant other yes i'm taking relationship studies and relating them to planning <laughs> It's it's what I do. If it's science or psychology, I will find a way to relate it to planning. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just what my brain does. But there was a study done that showed that um, let's say if you take at the end of the day, and I realize we're talking about one one example of you know people's schedules, but it for for sake of this in the short time span we have, this this works best. So let's say. You and your significant other both get home from work at the end of the day, let's say. And if you both make a conscious effort to take the first 15 minutes that you are together and speak about nothing but positive things, it works wonders. I can attest to that because Mike and I do this. and <laughs> Well, we try to do it. Sometimes we fail, but we try. And that idea, I think part of why it works is it forces me to focus on positive things so that I have positive things to tell him right in the first 15 minutes that he's home especially if he's just come home from a road trip he has been gone for most of the month for hockey and you know I I need to make a conscious effort I get overwhelmed you know I get it's a lot when he's gone and you know Liam misses him and it forces me to focus on positive things and I thought about that in regards to planning I can open my planner and look at kind of the big list of things that need to be done or how chaotic the schedule can get sometimes and just feel so overwhelmed and kind of buried under all of it. And that is not a good mindset to have. I don't function well under that kind of mindset. So for me, that is not a good mindset to have for me to focus on, oh my gosh, look at all the things I'm not getting done. And oh, tomorrow's, you know, look at tomorrow. It's trying to kill me because it's so chaotic and busy. And, you know, it's organized as as good as it's going to get because it's just that kind of day. And I can kind of feel downtrodden by that. And I don't want to approach every day with that kind of a mindset. So I started making an effort. And I know if you take the first 15 minutes as the study regarding your significant other, um, that's a long time for me to spend just focusing on positive things in my planner. Sometimes I only get that little 15 minute chunk of time to whatever, you know, look through things, organize things, check off tasks that are done, you know, that kind of thing. But I found that if I take the first four minutes, just the first couple of minutes when I open my planner, first thing in the morning, well, I make the coffee first because the coffee must be made first. That's, you know, that's just a given, right? <laughs> the Coffee has to come first. But then I open my planner and kind of look at the day and look over the week a little bit, make sure I didn't miss anything. And if I spend the first four minutes only looking at positive things in my planner, you know, looking ahead a month at some event that might be scheduled that I'm looking forward to, just taking a second to look at where I have it written down, looking through the things that I have finished so that I have checked them off or flipping back into, you know, my project section and just kind of reviewing maybe a lot of work that I got done the day before or two days before on a specific project that I'm really happy that I got done. If I just take those first four minutes and only focus on the positive things in my planner, I've found that going forward into my day, no matter how overwhelming that day might seem, I have a different outlook on it because I've taken the time to go ahead and, you know, pat myself on the back a little bit about things I've accomplished and things that I'm, you know, proud of or that I'm looking forward to. So try that and tell me about your first four minutes with your planner.